Previously on Recon Paint Gaming. Once my squad disables the shuttle, we dock, take them off hostage. Well then stop by Crazy House Used Cruisers. We are away. Moth getting kidnapped? I mean, if anyone knew, this place was a front for the huts. Well, first thing we need to agree on is, you know, do we kill Sean? Absolutely. Goes without saying. And now to continue with part three of Capture the Officer, Miner's Strike. I'm going to kill him! Get in line! Why is it when I say something, nobody listens? I asked him to keep us off the records, and he just left our names blank, but still kept our ship in the records. Huh? This is not time for jokes. Not the time. Sorry, couldn't help it, but rest assured, I am just as pissed. I mean, we are now marked for life. We're marked for life. We're going to have to change our company name. And what are we even going to change it to? I, I, RPG. What would that stand for? Recon Parcel Group? Oh, that's catchy. Recon Specialist, we have you on radar. Please transmit the clearance codes. Oh! Oh, you want clearance codes? Sean Tiernan, how's that for clearance codes? Uh, please hold. Well, that's one way to get Sean's attention. Uh, Recon Shuttle, come in. Over. This is Recon o Listen here, you son of a- You marked us. We are now marked as illegitimate. Half the system knows we worked for you to kidnap an Imperial officer. Now, every moron that needs a favor is going to blackmail us into anything they want. No, relax, Patrick. We leaked that information to our only. He was given false records just so that he could uh, recruit you and Robert. Well, a heads up would have been nice. I mean, Jesus, Sean. We needed your reaction to be natural. You two aren't the best actors, you know. What? So now you're... Uh, we are some undercover agents for the Republic? Anytime you need us, we will just be blindsided into a job we didn't want? Uh, yeah, possibly. Look, we knew he was checking you out, so we saw an opportunity to infiltrate their organization. We knew it was where the mining operation was, but he knew its schedules and defenses. Okay, so who else is going to find out about us? Huts are not very tight-lipped when it comes to things such as this. Ha, no worries there. Once this job's complete, I think that will take care of itself. Uh, you think? That's not good enough. I need assurances. Uh, um, well, we have confirmation that Cad Bane was hired to take L out. Whoa. Okay, yeah, now that's an assurance. Well, when do we leave? We have a Sea Rock waiting for us now. <laughs> Hello everyone. Welcome to Recon Paint Gaming. I'm Patrick Patrick. And unfortunately, uh, our ooh, twitchy five by five afternoon. How's it going? Um, thank you for joining us. I have the one, the only, Mr. Sean Tiernan. Thank you again for joining us. 
Uh, greetings, everybody. As always, a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, Robert is on vacation going down to Florida because he's going to Disney World for like the umpteen time. Um, and apparently he couldn't get a good service in his hotel. <laughs> he was like, I'll go to the lobby. I'll just get internet there. Um, but doesn't we're going to keep going because I'm excited. I know Sean's excited and I know everyone watching is even more excited to talk about Hotak 2.5 or 3.5 or what ver what are we on now? What are we on? 2.07.04 uh 2.07.05. See, that's what we'll be going to. That that sounds a lot more professional than just like what AMG did to us, but <laughs> yours is actually labeled correctly. Like we're like, "Oh, we're getting like a 2.5 and then it kind of turns into a 3.0." and such like that uh and then oh my god we're also going to cover uh the latest mission uh that we are going to go over but i mean oh man it kind of sounds weird that we're going to go over that mission because we don't know what 2.5 is going to bring us but i think we should do it anyways because that's what we've been doing we're helping people understand how to play hotak and go through each of the missions so uh let's talk about minor strike this All is right, let me yeah, go ahead. Just let me get just let me get that up here. <laughs> Normally I would be much better prepared, but uh I was kind of busy doing other things earlier. I've lost it. There it is. I well, actually yeah, let's <laughs> let's talk about that. Uh right now everyone in, you know, Sean's neck of the woods, I hope everyone's safe and staying afloat cuz there's major flooding in your area right now, I'm told. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we've had, like, four days constant rain, and, uh, there's been evacuation orders, like, warnings given for inner suburbia, and, yeah, just been a very, very interesting time. Oh, man. Well, I hope you guys are staying safe, and, you know, eventually it stops raining. Oh, God, that uh, reminds me. They're saying possibly another seven days of it. No, they're not. Yep. Wow, so... Jesus, that's not good. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's completely, like, <laughs> off. Like, oh, Jesus. All right, well, let's stay positive. <laughs> Minor Strike Part 3. Um, So, basically, what's happening here is there is a mining operation happening for the Imperials. Uh, there is a lot of cargo here, a lot of explosives, shuttles, uh, and then also even... Uh, you know, a lot of ships coming in on this one. I, I believe I wrote that down. This is one to two shuttles base for four players. You're going to need seven to 12 TIE fighters. And then, uh, so, yeah, because if some die throughout. Random upgrades. Yeah, with random up. And then also there's another four to six other ships. And this, again, this is for only four players. So that is a lot. Actually, no. Yeah, yeah. I think you might be misreading the chart. Um, Wait, am I? Gamma and Delta. Yep. No. Gamma I... and Delta. Uh, three Tie Fighters each. Hold on. Let me pull that at up. In Gamma at Initiative three adds gets an upgraded random Imperial. At Initiative five, uh, four gets another upgraded random Imperial. And Initiative 5 gets oh, another upgraded random Imperial. I did read that wrong. I forget. It replaces. It doesn't add. It replaces the TIE Fighter. It doesn't add it. 
Okay, well, you but said you, one, two, you potentially, four. You've potentially got half a dozen upgraded ships. Yeah, you still need, like, about seven TIE Fighters base. Mm. Um, and, yeah, this is this one's tricky because it's two Lambda shuttles. That I'm not going to lie. Not a lot of people have Lambda shuttles, especially in this day and age. I, I was lucky enough to get two. Mm. Uh, I only have two. The only reason I ever bought a second second shuttle was for this mission. Yeah, Exactly. That's the only reason I bought it, uh, is because of that. And then, of course, I moved to Flight Group Alpha, and then I definitely needed it, uh, because it's part of it. Um, so, yeah, this mission is... uh, I don't know. What would you rate it as? This is, like, a medium-level mission. It's not super easy. It's not ridiculously hard. I... It can be really hard. Um... This is one of the missions that definitely the more players that you have, the harder it gets because you have to destroy all the cargo emplacements. And as you add players, um, it really ramps up the number of cargo emplacements. Yeah. Um, once you get four or more players and you've got the second shuttle on the board, if you want to go for the bonus kill the shuttle points, that starts to make it even more difficult. And of course... Yeah, and, and higher initiatives, you're not flying against TIE fighters anymore. No, so, like, you have to destroy all the cargoes. They're five hull each, mm-hmm. zero agility, uh, and crits do count as double damage. At least one of your ships needs to escape. Uh, you get extra bonus points for destroying the lasers and also destroying the shuttles, because once things start going, you know, kaplowy, the shuttles will start to leave the board as fast as I can towards uh, Zone C. But, yeah, I think I agree with you. The, the good thing is, is when they blow up, they do damage stuff around them. Uh, but that does include you if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is one of the things that makes it kind of dangerous. Um, the extra turbo laser tower for five players and six players comes into play. Um, if you're not firing torpedoes at the dam at the at the cargo containers, um, you've got to get down to range one to try and do some meaningful damage to them, which just opens you up to get yourself, you know, shrapnel ridden. Um, it, it can be a, it can be a hairy one. Yeah, because the, the the landed cargo shuttles, they're placed during setup. They stay there until you start destroying stuff. Um, then they'll move. They It's turn three, they take off. Yeah, turn three. Turn three, they take off. Uh, the cargo is, each time a cargo is destroyed, you roll one attack die on a crit result. All the ships at range one of that emplacement suffer a face-up damage card or lose a shield. And that, sometimes, it's very rare, but it can have a rippling effect. <laughs> <laughs> it can, okay. You can blow up one, and then you roll another crit, and it blows up another. Mm. Uh, I have, I have seen it. I have had it happen. Exactly. It's just daisy chain of dead man switches. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> dead man switches. Um, so things that like I've recommended, uh, obviously proton torps. Uh, that's uh, always a must. Proton bombs are good because that's a face-up damage card. Now, does that count as a crit? It does. So that'd be double damage. Excellent. Mm. Uh, You can crack shot it if you're shooting with a primary because at range three, it might get an extra die. Predator is great, even though I know there's other upgrades that you're going to be able to use. Marksmanship. Yeah, marksmanship is excellent. Anything like that is is a a must-have on here. Um, I know initially a lot of people tried Prockets. Advanced Ooh. proton torpedoes. Oh, jeez. Rocket. Trouble is... Really brave. You've got to, you've re, you, yeah, 
it's kind of like high risk, high reward, if it works. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've written down, if you got a B-Wing, bring a heavy laser cannon. It, more dice. You just need more attack dice in this. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, R3 it's... Astromech to try and get more rerolls, possibly. Out, outside of um, outside of proton torpedoes, it's very hard to, without getting down to range one, to actually get enough dice on target to one-shot the containers. The thing you have to decide with this scenario is what it, what is your priority? Do you want the shuttles or do you just want to go the cargo containers? Y yeah. There's, no, go there's ahead. no penalty for letting the shuttles go. Yeah, it's but you re people for some reason I don't know why they get hooked on them. They really want to kill them, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, we got to no, you don't have to kill the shuttles. You just have to kill the the, the things." No, 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 we got to get those shuttles, man. And then they end up chasing those for like three turns, and then they oh shoot, we got to still destroy these cargos. Um, but yeah, you're gonna end up with it looks like six cargos to start. So that six that's thirty hull. Uh, you could get through that pretty well. Oh, no, actually, no, there's a 3-1 here. Okay, so never mind. That's another 10. So 40 hull you got to get through just for the cargo. Oh, there's no, that's a turbo laser, another turbo, turbo. Plus there's the turbo lasers trying to mow you down, and then there also there's the TIE right. fighters. Yeah, and then, then at Initiative 4, don't forget, you get an extra two containers. At Initiative 5, you get an extra two. Yeah. At Initiative 6. Um, actually, there's no extras at Initiative 6. Yeah. <laughs> just at, at 3, 4, and 5, it adds an extra two each time. At Initiative 6, it gives you an extra laser. Um, and you get 12 turns, which is a good amount. That's... Uh, uh, I think that's the, the the normal. I mean, you do see sometimes ten turns. I think twelve is the norm, mm. which is at, some when of ten, son of twelve. Exactly. Well, when uh, that's what's so funny when it comes to you and me and like AMG saying, well, twelve turns, we're like, yeah, that's a good amount of time. That's proper. And everyone's like, no, it's too short. We're like, have you ever played Hotak before? Because <laughs> twelve turns is a freaking lifetime, people. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I am one thing I am working on, just as a little aside to this, um, is converting this mission to the ground assault rules. Okay, so this does actually have a ground rule. It lends itself very, very well to just being converted to ground assault. Yeah, because it literally has ground mission written into it already. Mm. You can't jump to hyperspace, and you have to get off a board edge uh, instead by the end of turn 12, or you're destroyed. Yeah, I just thought that if I convert this to a ground, a proper ground mission, um, for those groups that want to deal the ground assault missions into the mission deck, it keeps everything consistent. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's also two... I've almost finished playing the Dawn of Defiance campaign. Fuck. Um, That's something I'm going to have to get into. It is really good. There are some missions in that that I've spoken to the guy who created Dawn of Defiance and um, asked him if he minded if I converted some of some of those missions to ground missions. And he was he's quite happy for that to happen. <laughs> I'll and again, bet. it's all, it's, it's all, look, it's a really well-written campaign. Once tested, I think the more, the more of these custom campaigns that we can just start integrating into the mission deck, you could end up with the mission deck that's got eight, 10, 12 story arcs in it. Yeah. Which, oh, man, that's so immersive. I like, that's what I love about it. There's so much to it. And the, everyone's chipping in more and more as this goes on. It's, yeah, uh, it's no, never ending. I love it. 
Yeah. We talked about the mission. I mean, do we, is there anything else we need to add with this mission? It's basically just like go in there and blow everything up as fast as you can and then just get out. Oh, look, one of one of the things that, that I have found about this mission, it works better if you have do, do it in a traditional ground attack sort of style. Have your ground attack aircraft, have your, have your overhead air cover, and you can generally get through it fairly quickly. Yeah, I mean, you just got to rush in there quick. Don't dawdle. Don't try to be cute. <laughs> yep, nah, do everything at high speed. You can do the... That's why I think R3 Astromech is a great upgrade, because you all can rush in, all target lock the same box, and then start target locking other things for if in case your friend blows up the first one, you can immediately jump and start shooting the second one. Um, exactly. But... And you can, you can shoot one... And if you don't kill it, you can K-turn over it or do a T-roll, get yourself back on target. You've still got a lock. Yeah. You're not mucking around trying to come around and get you know get rid of your stress and <laughs> wasting time on things. Yeah, yeah, don't waste your time on the shuttles. Don't waste your time on the turbo lasers unless you know that you've got everything else locked up, which... You should know if that is true, mm. because there are people like, no, no, I, I can take care of it. I can take care of the other two containers, and it's like a single A-wing that has that had no more munitions. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. That's not happening. Mm. Send the next wing with you, or or yeah. reload or something. I don't care. That's uh, it. But no, <laughs> no, when it's good to chase down points and leave yourself time to get off yes. the board. <laughs> yeah, just remember what Kenny Rogers said. Know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Exactly. Oh, man. All right. How about, yeah, we talked 16 minutes about that mission. That was enough, I think. All right. Let's get into the reason why everyone's here. Guys, start asking. And girls, ask, start, you know, putting questions in chat for what is going to be new with Hotac 2.5 because I've got my own questions. And, of course, we're going to get to those first. Um, but let's have you talk a little bit about what's 2.5 going to look like, you know, what are we expecting and how is it going to line up with AMG's vision of how the game's going to be now? Okay. For starters, no roads. We did, we did discuss this last time. Yep. It is kind of irrelevant in a Hotak setting. Um, the Imperials have initiative. They will move first. If the an, an imperial the imperials already get kind of perfect information yeah they're setting they're effectively setting their dials after anything with a lower initiative than them and you know it, it's just no <laughs> Not, <laughs> no that's already enough of a bonus so there will be no change to the initiative order it will always be um, imperials have imperials the initiative first absolutely a change to the squad leader rule. For the squad leader, you no longer just automatically receive the squad leader upgrade. Oh. Going back to going back to the first edition version of squad leader. Um, it's something that I should have changed right at the start and kind of missed when I did the conversion. Um, I won't lie. I forgot about it most of the time. Two, it's useless. Well, I forgot I had it. Leader. Yeah. 2.0 squad leader. Um, you can perform a red coordinate action. Yes. It's kind of useless. 1.0, it was a green coordinate, or effectively a green coordinate. Yeah. Going back to that, to where it's to where it's a white action, not, not, yeah, not, not a, a red stressful one. one. Exactly. Which gives it a little bit of value. 
Well, yeah, um, coordination's a little bit bigger in second edition uh, now that, you know, push yeah. the limits, not a staple, and everything else that just, you know, gives you so many extra actions. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, swerving. Oh, yes. Swerving. AI. Okay. AI. Okay. The action selection for the AI is getting a minor tweak. If an Imperial ship ends within range one and bullseye of an obstacle, its first action will be to barrel roll. If that barrel roll takes it out of bullseye for the obstacle. Ooh. All right. Is... That's kind of sets it up for the following turn where you, you'll quite often you will move a TIE fighter and just go, <laughs> he's stuffed next time. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, it, it preemptively starts the swerve. Is it going to barrel roll away from the opponent or towards the opponent, or is it going to be random on which way it barrel rolls? It will always be um, towards the nearest enemy, which it currently will anyway um, when swerving. If that won't clear it, try going the other way. Ooh. Um, it does sound a little bit complex when I say it, but in action, it's really simple. Like he's within range when he's in bullseye. Will a barrel roll save his ass? <laughs> it, most times it, it will, yes. And most times it, it, it will. Um, it may move him well clear of his formation, but that happens. Um, the other um, change to action selection is if uh, the ship bumps, um, if an Imperial ship bumps, under certain circumstances, it will take a red focus. Oh, okay. So it's... It, okay. Yeah. If it is within range one of an enemy that can fire upon it, or it can fire on, it will take a red focus. Okay, if so no, if, if it, if it if, has if a target it, in its arc, it can take the red yeah. focus. Or if it can be targeted, it'll take the focus for defense. Oh, okay, that's going to lead me to my next question, but I'm sure you're going to cover it. I'm, I'm now excited. No, no, go for it. I, so is the AI going to be able to shoot at range zero? Yes. <laughs> and there we go. Unmodded. As is currently the thing. Um, the range zero firing rules will just be straight out of AMG's 2.5. Okay. Um, Man, that's going to be terrifying. Both ways. It cuts both ways, though. Uh, so, there, I just, because well, the new rules dropped, one of the new rules is if you have the force, you can modify your range zero attack, even though they said, no, you can't modify it. So, I mean... Force users are going to be kind of a big thing now. In I mean, they already were, but I'm sure more people are going to want to take or realize, hey, my force can like almost probably one-shot this TIE fighter at range zero. Um, which uh, which also makes the fact that I'm introducing Inquisitors <laughs> to the game a little more <laughs> scary than it may have been otherwise. Oh, um, yeah, go. Oh, my God. Now we're covering so much. All right, hold on. We'll, we'll put a pin in that one. Let's go over more of the other small rules first. All right. Um, a lot of groups are currently using the alternative critical hit chart for the Imperials. Mm -hmm. um, oh, the alternative I've actually, Yeah, yeah. Roll a one uh, six-sided dice. Um, you can get a stress token, a disarm token, Ooh. an ion token. Or double damage. I've actually expanded that to a 10-sided dice. You may now get strained or depleted as well. 
Oh, I like that better. Because I, I, dealing with the damage deck is a problem with the AI, because mm. it just starts piling up, and then you're shuffling them back in constantly. Yeah. And the only cards that you're drawing are always crits. Exactly. So you're guaranteed to cycle through every single crit. <laughs> um, so I have t I have tested that, and it's, um, it's lots of fun. All right. I'm definitely going to try um, the, that chart next time then. Because yeah. my guys were asking about it when we were playing. They're like, what's this chart? I'm like, ah, forget about it. Don't pay attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will be putting optional rules in um, to spike the difficulty level a little bit. Um, anybody Ooh. who follows the Facebook page will have seen a form of this in the past. Um, when you draw a, say, a TIE Fighter squad, um, if it's not upgraded, roll an attack dice on a hit or a crit, it gets a TIE Interceptor as a squad leader. <laughs> um, now we're or... talking. Order or automatically gets a tie interceptor as a squad leader. <laughs> um, roll an attack dice on a hit or a crit. That squad leader is actually initiative three, not initiative one. And if he's initiative three, he automatically gets the agent of the empire card. Oh, Jesus. That is an. Uh, like I said, it, it bumps the difficulty level up a little. Yeah. If, if you have a squad of, type of uh, interceptors coming on, you get a tie advanced as your squad leader. <laughs> that squad will move um, under the epic rules where you use the dial of the squad leader until you break formation. Ooh. Just to, just to make so, life interesting. All right, so it's going to be epic movement, and they're going to stay as a squad together. It's not to where... Until, until they would normally break up under normal rules. That's going to be interesting. But it just it just means that when they're positioning for attack, you're not going to get the thing where your squad leader might roll a turn or a bank that the rest of the squad don't have. If they don't have it, bad luck, they just follow him anyway. <laughs> but once they break up, they revert to their own dial, which is what happens with Epic anyway. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, that's going to um, also save time. Because I, I think one of the beauties of Hotak... Um, one of the things that makes it so much fun is when it does just break down into a bunch of individual little furballs. <laughs> fun for who? <laughs> when it's yeah, like a, pretty much. Yeah, when it's a huge cluster. I like it. I like them all in yeah. a nice little package that I can just eliminate. Yeah. Instead of like rolling seven times on the AI chart and them just scattering. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not until they scatter, scatter. Um. Because it is, it is actually possible when they're coming on that the formation will, some of them will go straight and some of them might decide they're going to bank. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Really? <laughs> um, I, want, I wanted to go left. Yeah. But everyone went straight. So, so that, that will be coming in. The rules for gas clouds will be kind of coming back into line with X-Wing itself, um, given that they now they never used to give you an ion token, whereas ours did. Yeah. Had a chance to. You will now automatically get an ion token out of a gas cloud. Ooh. But you will roll an attack dice, and if you roll a crit, you'll take a damage and three ion tokens, <laughs> which is a slight variation on what AMG have done with them. Yeah. But I still had to have something nasty to use as an ion storm variant. So For I... most of the ships that, that will go through a cloud in, in HOTAC, 
three ion tokens means nothing because the majority of them are small base ships anyway. I see, that's why I like. I'm almost con like thinking AMG has seriously just looked into the community and seen mm. things like Hotak and you know other people's ideas and what to do, and they're like, yeah, gas clouds need to do something, and ion. Hundred percent. When when they came out, we thought that that's what they were going to do originally. Mm -hmm. um, you immediately were like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> the, the ion use." Uh, and then finally, they've converted the gas cloud into actually ionizing you, which is uh, I love that. About time. Yeah, thank you. About time. Instead of flying through them and getting nothing, but maybe yeah. a strain. <laughs> now it's actually yeah. don't touch the gas cloud. It's not good. Oh, well, I know I had a question, but keep going. I I'm just I'm salivating right. over here. Bumping. Okay. For the AI, because uh, a lot of people have said, oh, this is just going to cripple the AI. <laughs> if you bump another ship in your own formation while you're still in formation, um, no harm, no foul. You get off scot-free. Um, and you can still take the red focus action if you meet all the criteria from earlier. If you are out of formation, so once it all breaks down, if you ram into another AI ship, it'll just suffer the normal consequences. Okay. So nothing. So, look, generally, self-bumps before you break formation are going to be because they yeah, have maybe not set the squad up properly. <laughs> If you set them up just a little bit too close together, mm -hmm. a simple bank will be enough to... Yeah, to knock to them out. Them. Yeah. Pers personally, if that happens with me, I'd just shuffle it a little <laughs> bit to the side because exactly. I know it was my fault. I just um, literally just, ah, move him. He's fine. He didn't mean yeah, it. He did not mean it. That's just me. He's a new guy. Um, he... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's his first um, day. Yeah, that's it. Targeting priority for the AI. Um will actually be range one, range two, range zero, range three. Oh. Range one, oh. you can use mods. So right? and you get and you get your range one bonus. Range two, no bonus, but you can use mods. Range zero, no mods, no range bonus. Range three, yes you can use mods, but you're one dice less. So if you're Break that down. That's actually the most advantageous yeah. order to fire in is one, two, zero, three. I like that because it's not just automatically no shoot at the guy at range zero because you know no. it's it's the closest thing. It's it's a dumb AI doesn't know what it's doing. But now that it's actually choosing yeah. priority due to better advantages, I, I love that. That's brilliant. But 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 I've got a target at range one, and I've got a focus token and an extra red dice and. Well, no, the rules say range zero. That was always a problem. It's like, well, there's a target at range one, and he, yeah, but you literally are, you're a millimeter away. You're not one harding. Just stop it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, yes. No, I'm good. That's I'm good. It. I got this. Yeah, I'm good. I've got this. <laughs> I'm sure I can make it. <laughs> exactly. Um, if the AI, sorry, just to go back, if the AI bumps a player ship, then it just goes back to taking the red action as before. Yep. So I, I don't think bumping is going to be as detrimental to the Imperials as you think. And I think it may actually be more detrimental to the players because for the players, the normal bump rules will apply. And it happens a lot, especially when all of you fools 
and I'm included, don't worry, to where you're doing your pre-barrel roll because you got Sabine's ability, then you're doing your afterburners after you've moved, and your buddy just looks at you like, what are you doing? <laughs> what? I, I need to be here. Yeah, but you knew I was, we just talked about this. I'm doing the two straight. You just bumped me. No, 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 I'm fine. Dude. Bump. <laughs> That's, that, that is exactly it. The, the other thing I was waiting on was um, what AMG were going to say about range zero attacks for Oiken and Arvulkrinid and yes. things like that. Um, I must say, I actually like what they've done with them. Treat a range zero attack as if it was at range one. That is actually the simplest solution. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, is actually what I had been playtesting. Exactly. I'm like, forgive me. Was it before to where if Arvel was shooting at range one or range zero, he would still get his range bonus? Or it was two dice? No, he was... I think he, he... was two dice. I, th- I can't remember. I thought it, I can't okay, remember I if his said you yeah, treat it as shooting at range to... one. Eh, it doesn't matter. Any, <laughs> anybody in the chat that can clarify that? Yeah, please. Yeah, range zero gave the range one bonus. Range, okay. Yeah. There you go. Oh, you can perform primary attack at range zero. Oh, yeah. so we didn't get the range one bonus. Okay. Yeah. yeah so this is better for him then. Yeah. This it, this works out better for for those ships. Oh, especially um, Captain Oinkin. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I love Oinkin. I really do. Well, now I really um, like Oinkin. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Well, I was gonna say we're we're playing a large base Aces High tomorrow night, and I might just have to oh, bring so... the good captain along for some fun. Uh, yeah, we have an Aces High tomorrow. I don't know if anyone's going. Uh, but then we're immediately just gonna play uh the new scenario as well tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, we're, come back tomorrow a, <laughs> around noon. <laughs> we're we're doing we're doing it via TTS because we're uh, like eight hundred kilometers apart. Hey, that's the way it should be done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, obstacle effects will, other than the gas clouds, will all now mirror what uh, what AMG are running. Um, oh jeez! But I'm just where did I put my? I'm just. <laughs> Reading through my notes. Um... Average Joe, behind me is a table that I can use to like project a large actual digital mat. So yes, <laughs> it feels like we're together. <laughs> <laughs> I do all um, I can. The other big thing is is the um is the inclusion of inquisitors. Okay, this you we, did you have me play test them? Up. I'm almost positive you had I me play Testament at one did, point. Yes. And that was I a blast. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, look, to be honest, Force users in 2.0 have turned out to be a little bit overpowering. Always. Um, it's always the and Force. I wanted, I wanted to come up with something that was going to just maybe temper that a little bit. Um, depending on the number of Force tokens in play, Roll an attack dice. If you get the appropriate result, an initiative three inquisitor appears. <laughs> now that that inquisitor just has attack AI when it comes on um, until it gets within range three of a force user, and it then changes to strike AI against that that ship. Oh Jesus! But the oh. good news is, is you can only ever have one Inquisitor appear per game. That's enough. That's trust. Trust me, it's plenty. Because I don't know it's how the enough. I don't know how the actions work on it anymore. But when I ran it, it was it would just take an evade. 
as its action because it had it the one. It takes an evade because it has foresight. So let me tell you, trying to hit one of those things with an, a force and an evade every turn is, it's not nigh impossible, but you're going to either miss or do like one damage. And that's like yeah. a proton torpedo wasted. Because it just ain't worth it. No, shoot them. Okay, Joe. You let me know how that goes for you. I wasted don't... eight turns trying to kill that thing. <laughs> yes, and don't forget that an initiative three for an Inquisitor. Yeah. It's got a combination of three upgrades slash abilities. Yeah, it's going to oh, have it's stuff. Not, it's, yep, yeah, it's exactly. It's going to have stuff and you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> it's on a couple of... And I have... But the... I have... Go ahead, go ahead. I, I got it. No, you're right. Go on. Well, so j just to give Joe an example, we just talked about the the last mission to where you're trying to blow up cargo. Um, and here you go. Here's a little chart. So you're like, oh, let me blow up this Inquisitor real quick. And you just wasted two ordinances trying to kill him. And you're like, oh, I needed those ordinances to blow up those crates. Oh, do I shoot him or do I go and blow up the crates? So you're gonna be. <laughs> You're going to be stuck with that situation. Um, and then you're going to realize that the Inquisitor really doesn't do much damage to you, but it's going to still uh, possibly either have abilities or just make it very inconvenient for you. So, yeah, it, you, let me know how that goes, Joe. <laughs> the Inquisitor won't do much damage to you right up to the point where you ignore him. Exactly. Then he will remind you he's there. <laughs> quite forcefully it's that range one um, shot that gets you i'm i'm playing what i've termed a total war campaign where i just built a squad of six initiative six ships Ooh. ignored points and just stacked them yeah just to see how how well balanced the uh the charts were gonna be against something like that how'd it go um Actually, not having a very easy time of it, to be quite <laughs> honest, because I forget it's automatically because I'm using six ships. It's automatically the greatest number of Imperials. Upgrades automatically happen. Random elites automatically happen, and they're all initiative six as well. So yes. yeah, you'd you'd be surprised. It's oh, it gets hairy. Yeah, yeah. pretty pretty hairy. <sighs> Man, so Joe, says, you know who Joe is, he says, um, yeah. and he wants to know, will experience be dealt out, pooled, or individual? I can quote that um, I've I've added a box on whatever page of the, uh, of the thing it is. Uh, <laughs> the, the manual. That it is. <laughs> the campaign the, book. You have the campaign book. Yep. Um, there is now an extra box under the um, earning experience points where it talks about shared kills and things like that. Ooh. Um, that actually says um, a lot of groups prefer to pull their XP. Yeah. And and describes that as, as a perfectly viable option. Absolutely. Well, because... Oh. With the AMG, now with the loadouts and all the ships with different upgrades, which, again, kind of took through from HOTAC, um, <laughs> your, your A-Wing doesn't have to have the same upgrades that your other buddy flying an A-Wing does and vice versa. Um, I mean, so we've seen changes to certain ships, like, you know, Y-Wings for the Rebels, they lost their gunner seat. Um, we now have certain pilot abilities that lose and gain upgrades. So what do we know about all of that? with upgrades most of the way amg have structured their variable upgrades by chassis 
has been based on the pilot um, and not even really um, by initiative quite so much, but more by the pilot, um, which gives them a good firm baseline. But we don't have a baseline like that to work off because my pilot's going to be different to your pilot. It's going to be different to Joe's pilot. It's going to be different to Jason's pilot. It's going to be different to Curtis's pilot. Um, where do you start the baseline? And then when I thought about it, we're actually doing that kind of anyway um, because we've got at initiative two, you can take a set certain number of upgrades. Then at initiative three, that gets added two, four, five, six. Yeah. And that customizes the chassis as you go anyway. Yeah. Based more on initiative than on the pilot. Um, so, yeah. Well, will the Y-Wing keep its so, gunner slot? That's all I want to know. <laughs> I was actually toying with the idea of giving the people what they want. We want the gunner you slot. You can either have a gunner <laughs> slot or you can have a missile slot. Oh, okay. Strictly strictly speaking, Hotak is set somewhere around the time of Yarvan. Yeah. At which time the Y-Wing didn't have a gunner. It, it was like they didn't have enough people to fit yeah. into the ship. So it's like you, they would just lock the turret into a front position mm. and then that was it. Which then exactly th that doesn't make any sense thematically for X-wing Second Edition because I can still rotate my turret, but then there's auto yeah. turrets that they had with droids on it, mm. and it's like okay, well it's kind of thematic, but not. So can I just yeah. have the gunner slot anyways because I want it? <laughs> mm -hmm. No, exactly. That's it. So I'm I'm thinking of giving both options. I look, I know everybody would rather have the gunner slot on it. 100%, Who yes. <laughs> veteran, veteran turret gunner, double tap, thank you. Bombardier, uh, that's like a must-have. Yeah. That's like the only gunner slot that I would usually take is the Bombardier because uh -huh. I just want that extra one distance with the bomb. Oh, I'd always try and try and put an eye on turret or a dorsal turret on with a veteran turret gunner and go the double tap. The ion turret's a trap. Don't nobody take the ion. You got to take. No. <laughs> you got to take gotta, the dorsal. You got to take the dorsal turret because it does give you a range one bonus. Yes. Three dice bonus attack at range one. Who wouldn't? I did, see now. Somebody said you could if you don't pool the players uh, could become competitive, and then some of them don't have as much fun. But I don't know. I want them to like outdo each other <laughs> as much as possible. Make them their own the worst way, enemy. Yeah. Look, the way around that is that any leftover XP after you divide it up goes to a uh, a mutually agreed amongst the players MVP for the night. Exactly. Um, it can be an issue with people kill, uh, kill stealing because it's one thing to be competitive, and I don't have problems with players being competitive in this setting, but I do have a problem with them being out-and-out out assholes. <laughs> 100% yes please and can I put your hands up if if you can think of somebody who would do that I do yeah I know yeah. I, I know Everybody tons of people that that's somebody that would 100% I know so I, I'm I not gonna name up. them <laughs> hands up if you do it yourself oh 100% yeah, yeah exactly 
So, look, we right from day dot, I think most groups have found pooling XP to be a, a really good compromise. Um, and it doesn't stop people being competitive with each other. Yeah, and it also doesn't stop people from building a bad ship. They still can do that as much as they'd like. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You still build, You can still build that badass sex wing. Exactly. That, that no one can hit and never misses. Trust me, I'm flying one. Well, I was flying one until the, we abandoned the campaign. Yeah, yeah. I, I support Hawk. I tried, There was... Uh, our friend Joseph, who took Cassian Andor's ability just so he can get a point every turn by taking somebody's yeah. stress away. And he was so excited. He's like, can I take your stress? I'll take your stress. I got it. Uh, That's, and he goes, oh, I get a point for that. I get a point for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Joe, is, we... did you do it to help out the team mm -hmm. or are you just doing it for experience, Joe? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, we've, we, we had... Um... We had a great time in, in our last campaign trying to see how many XP we could screw out of the system. Oh, absolutely. Always. You know, support ship that was coordinating other ships just because, that's an XP, this is an XP, we'll have another one. Thank you, yay! <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just 20 on your own, because uh, it's it like Lando and Dutch, exactly. The worst. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it's oh yeah, yeah. So in in a nutshell, that's what I have planned for release next weekend. Oh, in inverted yes. commas, um, I don't have much left to do in the way of formatting. Um, in fact, before we hooked up today, I was uh, busy just going back and rereading everything to make sure it made sense. Oh, always. So. I, I, I relate to that. Mm, always proofread. Always. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. I can read something a thousand times and then I'll go back and be like, um, mm. I, that did, I forgot to fix that. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I created a nifty room for everyone can tell me that I made spelling errors. <laughs> this is oh, the easiest way. Hey, the best of it, the best of us do it. Oh, 100%. Um, there have been questions asked, and I, I really do want to address this one. This, oh, this yeah. is a question that, that has come up. Hotak 2.0, actually, we'll, we'll go back to X-Wing. Yeah. X-Wing 2.0, other than the bid mechanic, was quite okay. Yeah. Why why fix what wasn't broken? <laughs> oh, so we're getting... You, hold on, let me get a if, beer. <laughs> hang on, now, nah, if, if you dig into it, a lot there of people we weren't happy with the bid mechanic. A lot of people weren't happy with the fact that depending on when I move, my opponent always has perfect information, etc. Everybody knows the reasons behind AMG wanting to change the rules. Okay. Um, and the question has come up, Hotak 0.04 works well. Why fix what ain't broken? It's, now, it's... Well, go ahead. There are still people playing... First edition Hotak. There's still people playing first edition X-Wing. A ridiculous right. amount. And I don't mean ridiculous yeah. as in they're silly for playing it, but a, a large amount of people did not want to convert. Yeah, and and, and I get that. And they're still, it's not just Hotak. They didn't want to change from X-Wing 1.0. Yeah. No, they, um, they liked it. Then version 2 came along and people playing X-Wing version 2, Hotak 2.0. 
Okay, now, when I updated Josh's work to 2.0, I didn't storm the internet and delete everything that he'd ever done. (laughs) Guys, if you want to play 1.0, go for it. It's a hell of a lot of fun. It is? You can make even more broken combos than you can in in, in 2.0. just mention guidance chips as one. <laughs> no, we don't mention that name. PLTs. You get where I'm coming from. Harpoons. So, <laughs> X, exactly. X-Wing has now gone to 2.5. Oh. Okay. Yes, I'm updating Hotak to stay in line with 2.5. Right? Am I going to remove 2.0 from the internet? Am I going to try and stop people playing 2.0? Why would I? How could you? Is another why, question. Exactly. How could how you? How could I? <laughs> well, even assuming I could, why would I want to? Yeah. You know, it's, hey, it's your choice. If you want to play 2.0, play 2.0. But please don't question me as to why I would fix what isn't broken. Because if I want to play Hotak 2.5, sorry, it is broken. <laughs> it is. 2.0 is not 2.5 compatible. No. End of story. Now, a lot of people, just as a lot of people play X-Wing 1.0 and Hotak 1.0, I'm sure a lot of people are going to play X-Wing 2.0 and Hotak 2.0. What yeah. about those people who want to play X-Wing 2.5? What do they do? Play Hotak 2.0, X-Wing 2.5, and then on a Wednesday night at their local game shop, <laughs> do something, get called for it and go, fuck, sorry, that's the Hotak version. Yeah. Well, now it's just Warhammer, so... (laughs) Well, yeah. But you know what I mean. So why would I make those changes? Um, Because some people are going to want to play first edition, some are going to want to play second edition, some are going to want to play 2.5. And it it, it just... Yeah. Because that that was like the first thing when we they were announcing changes. I'm like, Sean... Sean, what are we doing? What are you doing? <laughs> are you going to do it? You're like, yes, yes, yes. I'll, well, I'll take I, a look at what they're doing and I'll see what I can implement. Yeah. I don't I don't know why everybody's turning to me. It, um, <laughs> it, it's kind of... Look, I, I, okay, I've... Uh, I guess my version... Oh, I shouldn't call it my version, but my version is kind of the one that's been universally as accepted as, as the official well, uh, 2.0 version. For a large um, amount of reasons, one of them is consistency, persistence, mm-hmm. and, you know, feedback. You do yes. all three. So clearly that, mm-hmm. like, instead of just putting it out there and saying, okay, there you go, guys, have fun. And then mm-hmm. it's, well, no, I have questions. Like, well, I'm, I'm done. I, there you go. Figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're answering questions. Mm-hmm. You're, you're getting yeah. feedback. You're updating. You're constantly changing or seeing other people's point of view. I mean, most game companies don't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, look, it's it's it really is for, from my perspective. It's all about the people who are playing. I'm not. I'm certainly not making uh, making any money out of this. No, oh, definitely not. And we uh, we have to repeat no. that a lot because people think that we do. <laughs> mm. um, I'm t- there's there's only one thing. And I don't know if anybody is in the chat or anything. Oh yeah. This is just a personal this is just a personal little beef. If you go to the X Wing wiki page, it lists Hinny's 2.0 as the most popular and used version 
of Hotak. <laughs> if anybody knows anybody in there that can change that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, look, that's just a minor little personal thing that grinds my gears every time I see it. Oh, I know. It's, it, that's because Wikipedia's... Uh, you, can, you can update it yourself, I think. It'll let you. And then someone else can just go in there and edit it anyways. But, um, yeah, joy can be just as good as money. True. Uh, and this, yeah. this does bring joy. Oh, I, I, look, even the fact that people have said to me, Oh, Hotak 2.0 is not broken. Why are you fixing it? <laughs> awesome! You're telling me 2.0 ain't broken. Yeah, good. Thank you, I got it right. Keep playing it. This is just another version That's that you it. can jump into. That's it. If if somewhere down the track you move to 2.5, it'll be there waiting. Exactly. All right. It's, it's that simple. All right, chat. Keep firing questions away because I have more questions of my own. Um, I mean, uh, one one off question is you saw the scenarios, and I, I'm sorry, scenarios that AMG put out. Um. Is that getting you excited to actually play X-Wing again? Not that you're going to abandon Hotak or anything, but it's like, oh, cool. You know, mm. I might give it a try. Is it I, a lure? I, I am keen to give the scenarios a try. Um, on first read-through of them, I think I could see some loopholes in them, potentially. Yeah. Um, which, for the moment, I'll keep to myself. <laughs> um, let's just say that most of them occur in the latter stages of the scenarios. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That sounds like you've got a vague idea of what I'm talking about. Well, so Until... they were very cookie cutter. I thought there was going to yeah. be a little bit more difference between them, but they're almost literally the same other than instead of, you know, just scoring a point for having more ships near there, I have to use an action to capture the satellite and score a point. Or, you know, I just have to be in the center and score a point. And then I even forget what the last one is. But it's generally, I just have to keep a ship in this area to score points. Yeah. Some of them, some of them did to a certain extent smack of, um, it's still 206, except now we're going to tell you where you've got to have your ships, which might be a little bit cynical of me. (laughs) Um, So, should we can't call it 206 anymore. Now we've got to call it 26. Well, I would call it objective play. That's about it. I wouldn't call it... Well, the, the, the heaviest laden squad I've heard of so far came to a grand total of 258 points. Yeah? Oh, you can shove uploads all day. Gone. Like I, I, I think to a certain extent, these, these, these point changes uh, and the way they've changed the upgrade slots, it's going to unbalance a few things yeah the meta is going to have to shape we're going to have to have a lot more tournaments mm. which is not a problem because lots of no, online tournaments are happening all the time there are lists that i've gone back and seeing can i still fly them the answer is no because certain ships are no longer available like the, the shuttle however instead yeah. of like i used to fly nash with tie fighters and a shuttle with sloan so that i could yeah. keep them alive get you a stress and shoot and get re-rolls now it's oh, I can't take the shuttle, but I can take rack fully yeah. loaded with the same list. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you, did you really hinder me yeah, at all? And, and, and one of my favorite X-wing lists, which was red with swarm tactics, Thane Kirill, and red squadron veteran, yeah. proton torpedoes. 
I can't take ProTorps anymore on Red Squadron Veteran. I can, however, now afford to have Wedge, Luke, and Thane in yeah. a list together. Loaded. Loaded. Um, so, you know, my favorite style of list, which is like the three X-Wings loaded for bear, just got the biggest buff of all time. Exactly. All right. So now my next question is, um, with the Hotak 2.5, are you starting to see this, the, you know, the, the big similarities between the two and, man, I'm trying to think of how to word this, but... I mean, basically, now you can take Thane and fit him with a certain amount of points and Luke with a certain amount of points, and we've got objectives. It, like, does it feel as though this is more of a Hotak uh, setup than it is a competitive environment? I, I, I'm still seeing it as a competitive environment. Um, Hotak's scenario base is totally different to the scenario, but, well, there you go, there's the difference. Uh, Hotek could be called scenario based, yes. whereas two point five I think is objective based. Um, and the major difference is is two point five have the most number of ships here, yeah. capture the most satellites, that sort of thing. Um, whereas Hotek is to go back to what we discussed earlier, blow up all the cargo containers and kill the shuttles, <laughs> sort of thing. Now. Could you do that as a competitive game? No, and you certainly couldn't do it in a tournament format, um, except when you had turnaround games every time. You would have to play one as the attacker, one as the defender, and I don't think that works in, in a tournament setting. And this is, this is why tournaments have always been 206, yeah. because both sides have exactly the same objective, and, and the objectives they've come up with now are still... Both players have exactly the same objectives. Um, the scenarios that they provided with the epic ships, um, they were more towards Hotak, a lot more towards Hotak, because that was get the CR90 through the block through the Imperial blockade. And the Imperial side was stop the CR90 and the rebels getting it, <laughs> getting into space. Mm -hmm. So that was more... The objectives weren't the same. They weren't necessarily even balanced, whereas they've still got that perfect balance in 2.5. Awesome. So I, I think they're still a long way off. Uh, yeah, because right. I know they mentioned that they wanted to do a campaign, mm. uh, which uh, that's going to be a lot of work for them. I hope they can pull it off. I don't know. It just seems concerning. Like, I, I, we, I love the objectives. I love, like their approach to the game but we've seen from hotak what can happen when a ship is just completely fully loaded with certain abilities and you throw that against uh, you know a, a group of tie fighters and someone's just gonna get completely annihilated because it's like no i have i've thane with like six upgrades that i should not have on it and it's i don't know it's concerning a little bit we'll have to wait and see because there are other yeah. ships that can do the same thing um but i was like uh, have just if you want the biggest laugh, go and have a look at the new Darth Vader in a tie advance. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I just keep looking at that and going, well, that's kind of a staple onto your Imperial list, isn't it? Yeah. Especially since you no longer have to worry about how many points all these upgrades are going to cost. Yeah. Like, that's completely um, out the window now. 
And it, and it seems to me that the, the, the tougher the pilot, the more you can just shovel junk onto his ship. Yeah. Which I, I don't necessarily think is a great thing. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm hanging out to Chuck Vader on the table with, like, what is it? Force, a talent, um, all the rest of it. Put Prockets yeah. on him, fire control system. Oh, There's man. just afterburners. It's just so much you can load on him, and it's going to be like, who needs V Defender? Yeah, he's eleven yeah. points. But yeah, who like who cares? Even... Advanced, I think, was only like seven or something. I think he's in eight. Store. Even eight. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't have to pay for the upgrades to go on him. And that's where it gets very interesting. Yeah, I would love to see a Vader Defender against the Vader Advanced. Yeah, he's eight points and twenty-two points of upgrades. Yeah. Um, so that so you brought up Epic, um, and that was one of my questions I was going to ask because I I officially don't know. Am I allowed to use Epic upgrades in Hotak? No. Ah, well, it depends. <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, that's so the Blade B Wing. Can I use you know that huge uh, huge cannon? Or I, I would say I don't see why not. Um, if you can make a logical justification for using something, now I'm I'm going to go back to. The TV show Rebels. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Blade B6 appeared in that. Outside of an epic setting, it was a prototype. Um, why the hell shouldn't you use it? Nice. The Empire gets defenders, and they appeared as prototypes. True. Why Why shouldn't you be able to use it? Can you put a turret on an A-wing? A la <laughs> RZA2. No, that's RZA2. Yep. If you want to fit the turret that's configured for an A1, knock yourself out. Um, I don't have, a, have an issue with any of, of the epic upgrades, as long as they're not restricted to a huge ship. That That's asking for trouble. Yeah, because that's like one of my concerns, and, and Joe mentions it. He goes, DM's discretion. That's like one of the things, though. If you want to follow it, to the creator's idea, you want to ask that creator, hey, was this intended to be legal? Was I supposed to use this? And you really want an answer because, yeah, I could make up my own rules, but it's also good to have a baseline that everyone can follow and read, and then they can decide whether or not they want to stick to that. They don't have to, but it's good that they can. And this is this is one of the reasons that I try to be responsive to to questions on the Facebook page. Yeah. At least if, um, and you might notice I always say the official <laughs> word in inverted commas. Yes. Like, uh, okay, it, it, you know, who am I to tell you what to do? But if you were asking me what my ruling on this is, given that I did what I did, mm-hmm. then my ruling would be yes, no, maybe under certain circumstances whatever and that that i'm just trying to give everybody the same baseline when you know they're deciding do we allow this do we not allow this oh well the guy who wrote it said (laughs) um you know that the sky is blue but if we really think the sky is gray that's fine yeah um sort of thing but it it at least it, it removes the well, shit, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's pretty confusing, and you can read it both. I've got no idea which way is the right way to read it. 
Oh, yeah, that's that's an, another thing mm. with oh the the errata that came out and all that. I'm hoping AMG does better with the new cards that they're going to be designing of, with the words because the oh man the last cards were such a headache. They've corrected a lot of stuff. I don't think mm. oh there's Leia's card that changed um to where you can't you can't zero stop and treat it as a white maneuver anymore. It's only uh other red maneuvers but yeah the the game is changing so much now to where it throws you into the situation to where you are creating this new version of hotak and i applaud you for that thank you so much for taking the time to test it thank you for letting you know people like everyone here to to play test it and give feedback and stuff like that um thank you to everybody for the time that they're they're putting into it yeah, it's it's, it's a uh, collaborative. It's appreciated. Yeah, it's a collaboration of everyone chipping in because it is a fan-run thing. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know. I'm I'm excited to play test it. Um, again, everyone. If anyone has any other questions on the new rules and what might be implemented, what's not, please fire away. Um, I don't know. Are there any other comments you want to make about the 2.5? Because I know I'm going to think of more questions as you're going, but any other comments? <laughs> I'm, I'm just having a look at, uh, at my notes here, and I, I think I've covered everything. There's actually not all that many changes um, to, to the whole thing. And... I know it looks like AMG have made a lot of changes to X-Wing, and they have, um, but I haven't needed to make quite so many changes to Hotak because AMG have effectively done that back at the X-Wing level. Yeah. Stuff like, I don't need to detail all the new bumping rules. I don't need to detail all the new range zero attack rules, except where they're different. So the amount of work I've had to do, other than making sure that it all fits together and works, <laughs> um, has been... So the, the number of changes as well are a lot fewer in, in HOTAC than they are in X-Wing. However, don't forget, you've got to combine the changes that have been made in X-Wing yeah. with what's going on in HOTAC. So there will be a lot more changes in HOTAC, but a lot of them are on the X-Wing side, not so much on the HOTAC side. Yeah. Oh, man. Because I was very impressed with uh, the amount of blue text or a little of blue text in the actual document that they put out because it doesn't look like a lot. And no. then as you start to unfold everything, you're like, oh, wow, the, obje the objectives, the, the points change, which is completely off to the left of what it was before and how to actually build a ship. And like it was just so interesting because I felt like I was playing or I was building Hotak ships with the amount of stuff that I could load onto it and combo with yes. it. And then uh, pairing that with another ship that could also do similar things. And I was just like, wow. I like, so I'm going to ask you this. Do you think that you as a person who plays objectives has a leg up in a competitive format now? To a certain extent. Yes. But having said that, anybody who plays any sort of 
objective slash scenario based sort of game and look that's that could be crisis protocol um anything like that where you have an objective um may have a little bit of a leg up um if you play flames of war and stuff like that which is more than just uh kill the enemy um you know Mm -hmm. take that hill before the other side takes it you're already going to be used to that slightly different mindset having said that i really don't think it's going to take long for people who haven't come from that sort of gaming to catch on to it so any any advantage that any of us have from what else we may have played we got to take advantage of it would not last long anyway (laughs) we got to get into the tournaments quick everybody Mm. (laughs) oh we still have the advantage um yeah i think that's basically it it's like i don't know i I think that we somewhat do have the advantage i do think that yeah people are going to catch up certain people are going to really take to it while others aren't um and we're going to have to develop some sort of meta i don't think and everyone don't listen to anyone when they say i think this is going to be well i know this is going to be good because honestly they have no idea um but it is. I, I don't know if you've been paying attention to any other uh, communications on you know all the social media accounts, but I do find it adorable to where people are trying to talk objectives and they mm. they don't know anything about them, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, that's that's not really how that's mm. going to end up working. And yeah. I try to write up a little blurb to be like, listen, you guys, you're not going to be able to go in there and kill your opponent outright unless you've designed your list to do that fast enough to where the objectives then technically don't matter but then your opponent might foresee that and adjust their list accordingly Um, and we're going to also go over different ways to set up your objectives to try and maximize your lists because I mean just off the top of my head (laughs) with yeah. Uh, even this scenario that we just discussed earlier, like the the cargos are set up in just a way to where you're going to have to move a little bit to get in range. You're going to have to shoot, maybe turn a little bit next turn and then plan out your route. You can't just go in their guns blazing and hope to to win and then, you know, not work as a team. That's yeah. I think that's what it's going to take. <laughs> That scenario wouldn't be anywhere near as fun if the cargo containers were just lined up from like one corner of the mat to the other. <laughs> exactly. I mean, just one thought... forward to victory. Exactly. But I mean, I'm going to talk about like setting up the objectives in a triangle formation because there's one that starts in the yeah. center and then there's two that are going to be able to start in the in the bottom corners because your list might not want to gain the objectives on your side. You're going to want to get to your opponent's side fast blow them up there while stopping them from gaining objectives and then um also even putting your objectives in a straight line of sorts so that you as you're approaching your opponent you're scoring points so (laughs) it's it's gonna be uh, very interesting exactly exactly now now i hate to cut this short Mm mm-hmm but That's uh, fine. with the flooding situation, yeah, please you may take... have heard lots of dinglings and things going off in the background. That's actually your, uh, your sump pump? My, my uh, no, that's actually my work phone. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, you got to work. Which I 
kind of yeah no under normal circumstances on a weekend my phone is silent <laughs> it doesn't that. make any noise whatsoever but um i will if i can get the photo up um, oh yeah just bear with me for no that's fine we've been talking for an hour and 20 <laughs> i'll see if i can i'll see if i can get the photo up just to yeah to show the damage that you guys are facing you, I don't know if you can. Oh, you know, I can see that. That's yeah. That that's just part of it at, at the moment. Yeah, um, that's that's a lake. I know that lake. A friend, a friend just sent me a message and said, um, "Please do me a favor. Don't go anywhere." Yeah. Right. Thank you. Vagabond so, says, "Keep up the good work." Awesome <laughs> that it's being kept up to date. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Absolutely. Now, do we have any questions in the chat from Curtis? Curtis, do you have any other questions? Yeah, so, someone asked, can I fly a Falcon and a VCX? I mean, the answer, of course, as Sean would say, is yes. However, scale it appropriately. You, I think large ships count as two, play, two players instead of just one. Large ships should count as, um, as two players. Um, and be careful about what sort of speed you allow them to upgrade at. Um, <laughs> even even a, a good example is, and I have tested this, where I kept playing just as a group where we pulled the XP, and from that XP pool, any ship could use the XP. Yeah. And I kept all my X-Wings at initiative two and three and quickly raced my Hawk up to initiative six, <laughs> fully loaded as a support ship. Yep. So the average initiative was still only three, so I wasn't getting all the upgraded Imperials and Elites and all the rest of it. Shame, shame, shame. But with that initiative, I just wanted to see what had happened. Yep. But with the initiative six Hawk there for support, um, yeah, it was no fun. <laughs> no, because then it, it gets it stopped, too easy. It stopped being fun because it was too easy. And exactly. look, I thought that that would be what would happen with um with Total War, starting off with like fully laden ships, but it's actually turned out not to be the case. Yeah, I like. So... Well, to even back to go over mm. uh, implementing roads into Hotak, my. my group that played it to where they had to face an i6 imperial or i'm sorry an i6 rebel and imperials always have the initiative and they're like well we're moving first this thing has perfect agency it's just yep. going to topple us and it's like it's definitely an eye-opening window into what x-wing yeah. 2.0 was for players to where they're like well we have the same initiative but i know that i'm going first there's yep. nothing i can I do only... here Oh, I, I only spent 185 points. <laughs> I should have gone for 183. Damn it. And the same thing yeah. in in yeah. Hotak. It's not going to be fun if all of a sudden the AI has perfect information. So I'm yeah. glad you didn't implement that. Um, I yeah. love the new barrel roll rule for the, the TIE fighter. That's going to be brilliant for ships that really don't want to go through an asteroid anymore. Um, exactly. And the... Um, whatchamacallit the new rock rules that's obvious i love the new gas clouds finally ions and stuff like that I i'm super excited to 
test this out because even just the the shooting at range zero as an option for the ai is going to be really fun because a lot of times the ai will just get in your way and bump you and then it does nothing for that turn so yeah players are gonna have to adjust to that <laughs> they're gonna have to remember it's going to be an interesting time. Well, Absolutely. my friend, thank yes. you for, uh, for having me on board. But uh, I guess the flood situation here kind of... Oh, God, is, stay uh, safe. Yeah, getting a little bit much. I will... Uh, I won't... Be, I was going to say I'll message you later in the day, but it's already late in your day. I'll be um, up in I eight will, hours. <laughs> I will... Uh, I will message you later on... Well, I'll message you later on tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. And then we'll, um, we'll tomorrow get your time and let you know how we're all yeah uh, how we're us... all all going jesus uh thank you again even like jesus even what, during the flood you came on so thank i can't thank you enough for coming on uh, you know having your guys come on ask questions as well yeah um we'll upload this to youtube later for everyone and also um to our podcast so that everyone can see it and yeah keep yeah. asking questions keep you know giving feedback to sean let them know. Take pictures and post it to the Hotak Facebook. You know, show Absolutely. everyone what you're doing. Because uh, you're let, not on the Hotak Facebook page, get on it. Yeah, and trust me, it brings a smile to Sean's face every time he sees a photo of I just played this mission and I, oh my god, it was yeah. awesome. It makes him happy. Yeah, <laughs> all it's right. all worth the effort. Absolutely. Um, and then it one is. one day I'll get you playing my missions. That's what's gonna happen. Yes. <laughs> Yes, once I finish doing all this and yep, exactly. Defiance and and all uh, the rest of it. Well, I have another. I, will... I have another plan to where we play Hotak, and I'm gonna try to get a guest on every time to pick up a ship and play. Uh, one time, I'm actually more than one time. I'll have you come in and play with us on TTS. Let me let me bring let me bring the wombat. Yes. <laughs> all right. Thank Bridget, you. Brid Bridget missed. X-Wing pilot extraordinaire. Yes, exactly. Call sign Wombat. Call sign Wombat. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, John. That's Thank you, it. everyone, for watching. Have All a good right. night. Stay safe, Australia. Take care, Take care everybody. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks, Patrick. See You're you, welcome. Mate. Later. I'm looking for Al. We're closed for the day. Come back tomorrow. It can't wait till tomorrow. I said we're can't be. I I didn't know it was you. I how can I help? Seems you upset a lot of people, mainly my employer. The huts? That's ridiculous. Not the huts. The pikes. That's impossible. I don't have any deals with them. No. But some of the cargo had spice among it. The pikes were paying for the safe transport. I, I had nothing to do with that. It was your intel that allowed the rebels to destroy the shipment. How, how was I supposed to know that? You weren't. <laughs> 